Welcome to the Living BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM. All links are in the show notes. A big thank you to this week's sponsor, the Butters Hygienics Company. The Butters makes our favorite lube, also called the Butters. We love the Butters, oh my God. It's a thick, creamy lube that leaves our skin actually feeling moisturized after we fuck, and it's not gloopy or too runny, and it's never too cold when you're dipping bits and pieces in in the middle of the night. Um, And when John Brownstone does dip in, as it were, uh, the size jar we have is a perfect fit. It's easy, you just kind of go plop, and then you've lubed up. But the Butters Hygienics Company is much more than a maker of lube. The owner, Jerome, whom we adore, also makes moisturizers, skincare products, hair care products, and more. Uh, You can actually read all of the ingredients before you buy, so you know what's in it, and you can like actually understand the ingredients. So if you have sensitivities or allergies, you know what to avoid. So whether you need a lube or a body moisturizer or something else, head to getthebutters.com to shop. That's getthebutters.com. And if you use code Kayla, you'll save a little off your purchase too. Okay, so uh, this week's mini so topic is uh, from a very popular blog post uh, we published back in 2017. Why does that feel like forever ago? Um, and it's some ideas for submissives who cannot or don't want to uh, physically kneel or crawl. I love certain aspects of DS and kinky fuckery. And there was a time, there was a lot of kneeling and crawling in my life. We see it everywhere, porn, erotica, memes, doesn't matter. There's always some submissive who's like on the ground. And that's great if you can do it and you wanna do it and you like to do it. But sometimes you physically cannot. And believe it or not, not everybody wants to. So we came up ages ago with a list of physical things you can do that aren't crawling or kneeling on the ground um, that may give you that submissive feeling, or if you're the dominant, may give you that dominant feeling when your submissive does it um, to save your knees. And we will have a couple of bonus tips at the end of things that we've done, especially where you can replace kneeling and crawling on the floor with something else. So here we go into the list. The first one, keep your eyes lowered. So downcast eyes are a sign of submission to a more dominant figure, and that's not just in BDSM. And it's also not as easy as you might think. Um, as somebody who's pretty strong-willed or and also a very curious person, uh, I struggle with it, which is part of the point. Um, submissive acts aren't just about turning each other on necessarily. They are about letting somebody else have control and power and not being able to make eye contact is a sign of giving up that power. So you look down or you don't make eye contact. It's usually looking down, which is also not making eye contact. Um, Some people might say, look straight ahead no matter where I'm at. The other person is controlling what you're seeing and where you're looking and you're not getting to follow them with curious eyes. So it requires no other part of your body, just your eyes. 
The next one is keeping your head down. So a bent head is another visual sign of submission. Um, it allows you to, in some ways, be physically lower than your partner without actually getting on the ground. Um, it's another dimension to the lowered eye option. I have found that when my head is lowered, my eyes still move around. I kind of like it. And it is still a difficult one to maintain for too long if you are used to having the freedom of looking up and looking around. So uh, if you have that ability, you don't have any serious neck issues that prevent it and it feels right to you, it's another good one to use. Another one, number three, uh, keeping your hands at your side or behind your back. Um, there are very popular uh, submissive positions, which um, I think come from the Gorian books about keeping your hands behind your back. You can get that um, technical with it, or you can just keep it really simple. Put your hands to your side, put your hands behind your back. Um, again, it takes self-control. Again, the dominant is the one dictating that. You are standing that way until they let you move, until they indicate otherwise. Uh, it keeps you from touching your partner if that's what you wanna do, or covering yourself, or in, like me, I'm a talker with my hands. It actually takes a lot more self-control than I'm used to exhibiting, quite frankly. Um, and it is sort of a form of honor bondage. Actually, many of these are, if you are told to maintain a position for any amount of time, um, it is a form of honor bondage because the bondage is in your movements are being controlled. The honor is in you are the one keeping yourself that way. There's no rope or tape or cuffs or anything holding you in that position. You are holding yourself in that position. So that's another one. Hands at your side, hands behind your back. Anything that limits your movement a little bit and keeps you in place. The next one, and I have done this before. Number four is just sitting on the floor instead of crawling or kneeling or, you know, prostrating yourself on the floor. Just sit on the floor. Uh, this one really only works if you are then capable of getting back up off the floor. That is now my current problem. Um, sometimes it's seen in humiliation play, sort of in that thing of you're not good enough for a chair. You have to sit on the floor. Sometimes you see it in certain forms of pet play because pets don't get on the furniture. Um, I have done it just as a way to be really close to John Brownstone and still be physically lower because being physically lower sometimes puts me in a very submissive mindset. This one works as long as, like I said, you can physically get up and down, um, but it doesn't put any pressure or weight or anything on your knees or your hips in the same way that kneeling or crawling will. Uh, the next one is just to bend over. So it used to be that at night, um, I would kneel on the floor and then be given permission to go to bed. Well, I can't kneel anymore. So now I actually just bend straight over the bed. It's a much more comfortable position. Um, I'm not putting any strain on my knees, um, not really on my hips either because I'm fully leaning into the bed. Um, my upper body is usually very comfortable. Um, because of ne new neck issues I now have, I will keep my hands under my uh, head to sort of prop me up. And he's still got access to everything. We can still do the nightly spanking. He can touch me in places. I'm not really in control because I'm naked and bending over. And so bits and pieces are certainly on display. It's a very submissive move that is very comfortable for me. An alternative um, to sitting that I mentioned earlier is standing. So yes, it puts you physically higher than your partner, but it can still be a very submissive act 
simply because you're not in control. Your partner, your dominant gets to sit and gets to relax. You have to stand there. You have to stand there maybe in a specific position, maybe with your eyes lowered, maybe with your hands behind your, your back, but you are not controlling what you're doing. You're not choosing where you are. So even though, yes, you may be physically above him, you may be, I should not say that, physically above your dominant, looking down, you didn't choose that, they chose that consensually. Of course you chose it, but you know what I mean. So um, this can be a really, really good alternative if the idea of getting on the floor, bending any particular joints is just not gonna um, happen for you. It is important to let your partner know though, if you are still feeling any discomfort or pain or shakiness, you might need to move, you might need to change positions. You do still have to communicate what's going on with you because they're not gonna know unless you tell them. And finally, in terms of full alternatives to kneeling and crawling, the last one is whatever your dominant wants you to do and that you also consent to do. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, we know the stereotypes because that's what the fantasy stuff shows us. If our first uh, experience with BDSM is something we saw in fiction, you know, whether that's Fifty Shades or it's something else, we might get it in our head that, that those are our only options and those are never our only options. So work with your dominant partner to find what works for your body, what you can physically do if you want it to be a physical thing at all and that doesn't cause unnecessary pain or harm. It's no fun if you're getting hurt in the process and not out of a fun masochistic way, but because you're putting undue stress on your body and trying to force it to do something it's just not capable of doing. So we did come up with a couple of alternatives that we sort of found kind of that still allow for kneeling or crawling, but not just in the old fashioned typical way. So let me include those in case these are options for you. So one is just to kneel on a pillow. I did that for a very long time before we finally gave it up and realized I'm not kneeling. Um, I'll put a big pillow under me and I could put pressure, my knees could sit on that and I could handle it for a lot longer than knees directly on the floor, even if it was carpeted floor. So that if you've got a big enough cushion or pillow is always an option. Um, the other one is instead of bending over the bed, kneeling or crawling on the bed itself. Again, you've got that cushion. You're also higher up. So there's you know less need for any um, help or any problems if getting all the way down on the floor is really the issue and then getting back up, you're already in the bed. We have a queen size bed. And so this worked a few times for us. We found that we like the bent over position much better, um, but it kneeling in certain ways, like you would on the floor on a bed does make for some different kinds of kinkery fun because there are all kinds of bits and pieces now at eye level for your dominant. So that is always an option. And then the third thing I discovered by accident and I have not been able to make it happen again, but if it works for you, definitely go for it. And this is truly just to strengthen your leg muscles. So if your issue is just wonky knees, it's not, you know, uh, a chronic condition, it's not a physical disability, it's just, you got crunchy, wonky knees and they hurt. One option may be to strengthen the surrounding muscles of your knees and your thighs and other, other parts of your legs. I found this one by accident. For a long time, I was doing a lot of body weight exercises and it built up my thighs and calves and I was able to move more easily for a while and get down on the ground and stay in certain positions 
because all of my legs were, were strong. Um, I still had to add in the pillow because my actual kneecaps could not handle being on the floor. Um, but that did work for me when I had very minor problems. So what, and then of course, once I stopped working out <laughs> the benefits disappeared. So for very minor issues where it's just, you know, a little bit of an issue that that might be something you can do. So, but we are not doctors. We are not giving medical advice. Do whatever your doctor tells you to do. <laughs> Don't, but if you're also working out, that might be a side benefit. So do not feel bad if you cannot crawl or kneel. I can't crawl or kneel. I'm sometimes I miss it. And sometimes I don't because we found other things that we enjoy doing the whole bent over the bed thing. If I'm not bending over the bed before bed, I'm not falling asleep. Well, like I'm a very cranky baby girl. If we have not ended our night like that. And it's not about the physical position. It's not about being on, on my knees. It's not even about being bent over. It's about the routine that we have built in and the connection we have in that moment right before bed where we're very much within our power exchange and that's what's become important. So make sure you communicate with one another. If you are a submissive who is struggling with certain physical positions, whether it's you know crawling or kneeling or anything else, make sure you talk to your dominant. You are not less submissive just because you can't crawl, just because you don't wanna get on your knees. Um, there are so many other ways of doing it and these are just a few of them. So that is it. Um, we do, did have a few extra links and things that we could include in the show notes um, that may help you with this. One is about training a submissive in DS. The other is about self-care because taking care of your joints, definitely self-care. Learning new positions and how to maintain positions or eye contact or do what your dominant says, even though it's kind of weird to you to do, that is a part of training. So those links are in the show notes. Uh, another thank you again to the Butters Hygienics Company for sponsoring this episode. If you need lube, if you need skincare, hair care, whatever you might need, go to getthebutters.com, use code Kayla, save a little bit off the top. Life is good. And we will talk to you again on Friday for our full length episode. And then we'll be back again next Tuesday. Bye y'all.